0: i love my children barely but if i would have known how hard it was to raise children i would have gotten dogs <laughs>
1: <laughs> welcome back to the single parent conflict podcast and back to a now ongoing series called the single mother conflict just to want to get some housekeeping items out of the way first before we get to our guest if this is your first time listening in i'm your host demetrius a former single parent who at the time had no idea what direction i would be steering towards To overcome the challenges of well being a father after gaining a lot of insight education and a ton of patience i now want to give that information back to you the parent whether you're single or not to stay motivated and inspired during your parenting journey so i'm excited to introduce you to our guest today she's a single mother who has raised her kids and is now looking to the future having recently started her own karaoke business she brings a wealth of experience and knowledge about the trials and triumphs of being a single mother. and We are so excited to hear her story today. So please join me in welcoming Tanya. So, Tanya, how's it going today?
2: Everything is good.
1: Something. I just want, <laughs> just want to say that when I first, you know, saw your name, I'm like, oh, no, is it Tanya or Tania? How many times do you get called Tania in a day?
0: Many from, from as lo- far back as I can remember. Oh man! And, and mostly they would just call me Rose because they would just skip over my first name.
1: Yeah. So okay. So it's not just me though. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So tell me. So where are you from originally?
0: Um. Easton, Pennsylvania.
1: Easton. Okay. Uh,
0: lived there most of my life. I did spend four years off and on in Atlanta, Georgia. Um. But for the most part, um, I've been in in Easton. Atlanta. In Easton for about 14, 15 years. Okay. Back to Easton.
1: Okay. What, what made you go to like, the Atlanta and then come back? Like What what happened there?
0: My mother and father um, separated. Yeah. And my father was, uh, we, we originally stayed with my father. He was um, what I used to call the warden. Um, he, was, he was a very strict father. I had no rights, I guess you could say. <laughs> my brother could do everything, but I couldn't do anything. So when I got tired of being in jail, I would go down to Atlanta with my mother because she was not a disciplinarian at all. And I could do whatever I wanted. Oh, so, wow. I you know, and then when she got tired of me because I was acting up, <laughs> she'd send me back to the warden.
1: <laughs> so that balance of freedom and not oh man, yeah, okay. it was it
0: was it was something.
1: Okay, what do you do for a living now? You don't have to name names as far as where you work, but what what about is the work that you do?
0: Uh, I run a duplicating department at a community college.
1: And how long have you been doing that for?
0: Um, a little more than seven years.
1: Okay. Do you like your job? Do you feel like it's brutal or frustrating at no. all, or is it kind of...
0: Um, it can be frustrating at times. Um, the demands we we used to be a three and a half person department. We're now down to one and a half people, so it's a lot of demands on me. Um, but I I do I have to say I do love my job, and uh, i I feel blessed to have that job. I love where I'm at. My boss is a great boss. I I, I really can't say anything bad about it. Even okay. the people I work with, the people I work with are great. It's just they don't understand that we're one and a half people now, so they don't understand that they're demanding more than I can give them sometimes. Yeah, but we we make it work either way. We still we do it.
1: So are you guys played around because you said it was like one point three, but you guys two said two and a half, right?
0: Well, we were three point five. Now we're one point five.
1: This is half a person. <laughs> <laughs> just hiding um, under okay. a printer.
0: Now that things have picked back up, and you know the pandemic is. Kind of not over, but like it's kind of laid back right now, and, and yeah. students are back at the college, and staff is back at the college. Um, I'm I'm hoping that with within a few months or so, they will either hire the, the part time or full time, or hire another full time person.
1: Okay, all right. Well, he's hoping. Um, a lot of because we work in the same general, um, you know, vicinity of each other, but solely different departments. Uh, but there's so much hiring going on; it's kind of kind of nuts here. It um. Is. So going down to you from working, uh, now as as a parent. Um, how many kids do you have? Four. Four. Okay. And then are they kind of are they grown on their grown tip or are they
0: grown or are all are they grown? I have all boys, Two girls. They're all grown.
1: Oh, how you how you adjusted kind of to that? I mean, it's been a while, right? Since so it's been grown, or is it?
0: Uh, my oldest is about to be thirty-one. My youngest just turned twenty-four. Um I'm I'm adjusted to. It. I feel like I I did my time
2: there.
1: <laughs> to tell my children. <laughs> I'm seeing a theme here, right? So you got like you living with the warden in prison during time. <laughs> what what what's going on I here? You
2: think I actually did time, but <laughs> 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 Um I,
0: I everything for me is a joke. I listen, you have to understand, I was a single mother of four children. I had to joke because if I didn't laugh about things, I would lose my mind. So true. I joke about everything. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I'm adjusted to it. However, I do have my youngest lives with me. Hmm. Even though she's 24, she has learning disabilities. She's on the spectrum. Um, she's epileptic. So she's a challenge all within herself.
1: So always, it's
0: almost like having a child.
1: Has that always been a thing with like the epilepsy and everything else? Yeah, epilepsy
0: going we, um, started. Well, we, put it this way. We noticed the epilepsy when um, she was about eight. Okay. It actually went like, undiagnosed for a few years. Because her seizures were so different, we didn't know that they were seizures.
2: Mm-hmm. We thought
0: it was just her acting out because she was a baby and she wanted attention. Right. Um. And then I, I, I searched online. A neighbor told me she was having a seizure. And I thought he was out of his mind. I, you know, I, I'm thinking she's supposed to be on the ground. You know, right. flopping like a fish out of water. But, um, it, it turned out I, I started looking it up on the computer, and I actually diagnosed her with with what with the type of seizure that she is diagnosed with. Took her to a, a, a psych, um, neurologist, a child neurologist, and. You know, I, when I found out that she was epileptic, I I felt really bad. I bawled, and, she, and the doctor oh. said, "You know, don't feel bad because this type of seizure goes undiagnosed for years because it's hard to to tell that that's what's actually going on."
1: Now, I'm pretty familiar with epilepsy, but just for people that are listening, so what specifically like causes epilepsy? What are like the symptoms? And
0: um, well, she has um something on her left frontal lobe. I mean. Remember, I'm not a doctor, so I don't, I don't know exactly uh, like all the medical terms, but, um, she does have some scar tissue there that they're, that they think is what causes her seizures. Um, they've done, uh, numerous tests. Um, she's never been seizure free on many different medications. And at this point, they want to, um, do brain surgery. And I've been putting it off and putting it off because I, I yeah. would rather they try different avenues before they do that because it's so extensive. Um, but she, for women who are epileptic, um, a lot of times when they're going through their menstrual, they will get cl- what they call cluster seizures throughout the month, or go yeah. through uh, during the month when they are close to their menstrual cycle, starting. And like just the other day, she had back to back seizures, like within minutes of each other. Um, and you know sometimes it can be ten, fifteen, twenty, um, just within a few hours, you know, throughout the day. So and then all... she might go two weeks of nothing.
1: So you mean to tell me that just because she's on her period that it can cause even a greater yeah. effect, basically, as, yeah, as, if you you no- <laughs> as if you ladies are have enough to worry about, right? Right. Diana, come on. <laughs> hey, you
0: have me bleeding? Now I have to do this, too?
1: Jeez. Um, so obviously, that's a, a struggle um, in itself. Were there anything, I mean, even now still, as you're saying, uh, what a, was there any other kind of struggles you had with your kids when they were kind of younger, too, or even now? um
0: struggles as far as
1: uh well just preparing struggles like what would you say um you know wait i guess if we go back way back when uh, um what were kind of the struggles you were i mean being a single parent um having four kids right so what were some of the things that you're like um whether it be daycare or um you know being able to work finding somebody to watch your kids you know, things like that. Like, what were you th- what were some of your like, bigger big struggles you thought, like, damn, I don't know if I'm going to ever get past this. But you did. But at the time, you probably weren't thinking that. What were some of those?
0: Daycare wasn't really an issue because my ex-husband and I split up when my youngest was about six. Okay. Uh, five or six. So they were all in school at that point. Um, but he lost all parental rights to them. So I everything was on me. I did everything. I never had a break from them. So they were all, they all had bad allergies. They were going to an allergist, you know, three times a week for shots, um, dermatologist. Um, my son has ADHD. so He was seeing a psychiatrist. And then I have, you know, my, my daughter who, um, was epileptic and on the spectrum. So she was seeing a psychiatrist and a neurologist. So there was always appointments. Um, it, it was, it was like, I, I never got a break. I, I was always going, 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 um, that that part like that's more like the medical part of it, um you know being a single parent and i and I did say to you like with with me growing up, my father was rewarded, and my mother was was you know like a carefree person I could kind of do whatever i wanted mm-hmm. i with my kids, I wanted to find that happy balance in between um and it, that was a struggle too um because they they thought i was I was mean um. Oh. For, for me or for them, they had to earn every right that you know. If they wanted to go out and play, they had to earn the right to go out and play. You, know, you do your chores. If you didn't do your chores, then you don't go out because you know. I wanted them to know when I grew up in life, nothing's going to be handed to you. You have to work for everything. Um So you know, it'd be a Friday night, and they would want to go to a football game or to the movies. Well, you missed doing your dishes on Wednesday, so I don't think you can go. You know, and and it was something you know they had to get used to, but they did, and they, and they knew the rules. Um. You know, Saturday morning, I get them all up, wakey uppy, let's go. You know, they hated that, hated Saturday mornings because I I told them, yeah, you know, we all live in this house, we're all gonna clean this house because I don't live here by myself. You know, so they they had chores. Um, they wanted to work. You know, it was a struggle. You know, single mom, four kids. You know, there were times when I struggled. Um, but I wouldn't let them get jobs until they turned eighteen because I wanted them to focus on school. Um, you know, not that they didn't try to act out a few times. You know, but but they knew better with me because. I was one of those parents. I would be at right at the school. Um, they did. They did my, I called my daughter skipping. I actually drove past her while she was skipping school one day.
2: Wow. You
0: know, I to <laughs> I get back to the school and called the, the principal. And the principal actually laughed with her when she went, when he called her down to the office, gave her a Saturday, the uh, detention and then let her, um, get away with not going because they she had SATs that day. Mm. And I said, no, she'll be there next Saturday. Don't worry. You know? So like, I had to like, I had to constantly be on them, you know, like, I had boys, I didn't want things to happen to them, things that happen to my girls, you know, so it was, it's, I mean, it's not easy, it's not easy, you know, and, and especially when you're out here by yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a big, that's a big struggle. That's freaking hilarious, though, <laughs> with the, oh, skipping school. Oh, damn, there's, there's mom. She must have been, <laughs> she oh, must yeah, been She shook. went
0: into the Wawa. She was at Liberty High School. She went into Wawa and I, I kind of went in there and embarrassed her in front of everyone. Wow. <laughs> but I was that mom, you know? I just
1: yep. to slow in a heartbeat. So now,
0: all good kids. So Yeah. Uh,
1: exactly. We all have our things, right? When we're kids, so I mean, um, so but yeah, but letting it slide versus like, all right, you did it, but you know you gotta own up to it. You can That's do stuff, but there's good. consequences, right? So um so now shifting now, like you're saying, they're they're grown. So now you got some more time Your time. We'll call it we'll call it Your time, time, right? So you have a business, right? A karaoke business, and this is Something that's kind of new, um, but you've been doing it and are experiencing it for a number. How long now? It's been years, right?
0: Um, I started in two thousand nine.
1: Okay, so then how did how did that come about? Did you just have a, like an epiphany in your head, like ah, I think I want to do karaoke, or did you see like what what made you want to delve in the karaoke realm here?
0: Well, I always love to sing. Um, my cousin and I. We used to sit on, uh, you remember, do you remember the old console stereos? The yes. Track players? Mm-hmm. We used to sit on top of that and we would pretend that we were at a nightclub and we would put a spool of thread on top of a pencil and that was our microphone. And we'd have a little bit of a uh, iced tea in a glass. That was our drink. And we would ask Charlie, who was the bartender. We, we just got that off of the TV.
2: Yeah.
0: That we, Whatever we wanted on the rocks. So we had no idea what on the rocks were, but <laughs> that's what we ordered. <laughs> yeah. And we would just sing our lives away. And like all my life, i loved love to sing, but I was, shy about getting in front of people to sing. And um I finally did it. I went out, um a friend of mine took me out um on a date and I had my first drink really and um he put a song up for us. And um it was Secret Lovers. And um the when the guy called me up to sing, you know I, I loved the song obviously, I grew up with it. Um uh, we sang the song together and, and the DJ said, That was your first time doing karaoke and I said, Yeah and he goes, Oh my God, the crowd loved you. He was like, You have to come back and so I did. I got a membership at the club where I was with, without the guy. I never went back on a date with them and um went and started doing karaoke every week on a Wednesday. And then I found out that it, they do it Thursdays too. So I started going Thursdays and sooner than later, I was doing it almost every night of the week. And um I just, it was my passion. It was like the one thing that I really enjoyed doing. And after being a mom for so long and never going out and never really experiencing life, um my oldest daughter was 18 at that time and I would not leave my kids with babysitters. So I would leave them with her. And, um, I was finally living and doing what I enjoy doing. So I did that for the last 12 years and people have asked me to do, to run karaoke shows at their establishments. And I, have actually been running a karaoke show for a year and a half now at an establishment in Phillipsburg, New Jersey. And, um, I finally went out and bought my own equipment, uh, three weeks ago and I've started doing shows.
1: Mm, How's it been so far?
0: Um, it's been good. Um, it's, it's a little overwhelming because, um, I literally got the equipment two to three days before I did my first show. Mm. I knew nothing about KJ equipment, um, V J equipment. And I only had hours, you know, between living life and going to work. I had hours to learn what I need to learn to, to do my first show. And we had some, some blunders, you know, just some technical difficulties, but the show went really well. Um, people enjoyed it. It was a packed house. So, um, going back to that establishment next or this month, actually. Um, and now I have a regular Wednesday night gig in downtown Easton at the standard. So looking for more, but I, it's something that I enjoy doing. It's a little bit of extra income. So
1: and I can test to that. That first, first show of yours we will call it first. Cause I mean, you're experienced in a lot of it, but it's first as, as your own. Uh, I loved it. And that was our first time doing karaoke and I can't sing at all. Um, but it's, you know, when you're, when you are drinking a little bit, you know, things kind of go out the window. Absolutely. So, um, but
2: it feels good, right?
1: Yeah, it does feel good. After doing it, I was like, you know what, maybe I do want to do another song here. <laughs> um, what, what made you take that leap though? Like, cause it's gotta be scary, right? Why not just continue doing what you were doing? What made you say, you know what? I think I want something of my own.
0: Um, probably more because people were asking me. Um, and I kept saying to people, I don't really have my own equipment. Um, people know me from karaoke. Mm. A lot of people know me, um, from, from karaoke and different establishments know me because of that. And I think because of my personality, like a lot of people say, you know, you have the personality for it. You know, you, you, you bring the crowd in, you get them singing. Even people who say, you know, oh, I don't sing, you know, before the end of the night, they're up singing and then they're coming back for more because they enjoyed it. Um, I have, I just, I have that knack to, I guess, bring that out of people. Mm-hmm. I'm a people person. Um, and I want everyone to enjoy themselves. For me, it was always a stress reliever. My, like I said, my oldest was 18 at the time, my youngest was 13, but, you know, you have the teenage struggles between that and working, you know, full time. By the end of the week, I was stressed. At the end of the day, I was stressed. So I would go out and sing, and it made me feel better.
1: Well, stress reliever. And think about, I didn't think about that actually. Um, but no, that's all it's good. And just being there, like the community that it brings up, like whether you can sing, there's some people I saw could sing that was amazing. But then also some that are like, oh, okay, maybe you could have left that in your shower singing, <laughs> you know, but it doesn't matter. It's, it's you know, have that balance and exactly, all sh- cheering each other on and all that. So that's awesome. And that's
0: a big thing for me because there are, like, I'm no Mariah Carey. I've won some contests, but I'm not great. Oh, did you win contests?
1: Wait a minute. I didn't know that.
0: I've, I've won several contests, actually.
1: Oh, okay. Let me find out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I have some questions here that I pulled um, from a website. So the website's called Quora. People, it's kind, of, it's kind of like Reddit. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of it, but it's yeah. it's basically where there's certain spaces that they have. This one is like a parenting space that, they, that I uh, subscribe to. And people will ask um, questions and kind of looking at, some answers that maybe we can, um, they're looking for and I figure we can help them out. Is that okay? Mm All right. So I have three questions. Question number one, um, this person wrote that it, is it unreasonable that I want my boyfriend to move in with me while I live with my parents? No additional cost from it. And my parents like my boyfriend, but they're weird about me dating. I'm 20. I, I should be able to have him over since I'm an adult. Right.
2: Okay.
0: No additional costs for
1: whom? Yeah. Right. I have more well, questions than answers. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's like stipulating, like, "Oh, this should be good," and this is this is a forgetting that this is your parents' house. They they make right. the rules. So, what wh- put yourself in like? So let's say you're the parent, and this is like your twenty year old, a twenty year old that you have. Like, what would you say if they were to come to you with this question?
0: Um. I would, I would, I would probably allow it depending on, on the person. I would have to like the person. Um, I had an experience when I moved back, when I got pregnant with my daughter, I was 19. I moved back home with my father and it, it was weird. My, my, um, ex moved back with me. Um, my daughter's father, he passed away when she was a baby, but anyway, oh. moved, he moved with me. Um, but it was really weird. Like we, our relationship started going downhill because I, I wouldn't have sex with him in my dad's house. It was just, it was
2: weird. Yeah. It is weird. Um,
0: yeah. but I'm old school too, you know? So I know now, we're, you know, as my children are grown, they're gonna have sex, and I know this. Um, would I allow it? I, I would, as long as that person respected my home and you know respected the rules and that sort of thing. As far as the additional cost, absolutely, there's an additional cost. You're another person taking showers, using electricity. I'm not saying that I'm gonna rob you, but you've got to pay a little something.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. They don't
0: pay themselves.
1: No, they um, don't. And the day that yeah, happens, what? <laughs>
0: long, yeah, and as long, like I guess, as long as they are respectful and. Um, you know, I'd allow it. I it's, I wouldn't be to- opposed to it.
1: Gotcha. Those additional costs. Gotta, you gotta, pay. gotta pay. Yes. Um, <laughs> question two, uh, my 16 year old son asks me to knock on his room door before entering and gets mad when I don't allow him to close his door. What shall I do?
0: Um, well, I, I grew up in an era where we didn't have locked doors in our uh-huh. houses. Um, if, if my parents wanted to come in, they, they came in that was just, that's what they did. Right. Um, and I kind of raised my kids the same way, but, um, at the same time I would knock before I'd go in, I'd say, Hey, it's me. And I would just open the door.
2: Right.
0: Um, more, more so for the girls, not, not for the boys, because what if they were, you know, not dressed or whatever. Right. Um, but I, I do think that they need a certain amount of privacy. Um, they deserve that because yeah. if we don't give them that, it, it, it's, I don't know, it just, it changes things later in life, you know, if we, we can't raise our kids the way we were raised, you know, because they need to have choices and they need to know that they, that they have choices.
2: Right.
0: And if we don't start them out, letting them know that they have choices, they're going to enter relationships where they're okay with not having choices and, and being um, walked on or told what to do by their significant others.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, and I think there's a difference you mentioned, like lock doors. It's one thing, like close the door, okay, that's one thing. But locking the door is like, all right, listen, you're not 18, you're not grown, and even then, you're still living here, like yeah, kept locked exactly, the, the door house, exactly. And but
0: then, and then, you know, the other thing too is you you have to know your kids. You know, if you let's just say you have a kid that is known to you know do drugs or, or whatever, and you know you're trying to keep them safe, I might take the door off
2: <laughs> just because,
0: I you know, I'm trying to keep you safe. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and our house safe and, and, you know, your siblings or whatever. I mean, every situation is different. You have to, you have to know your child and know what you're dealing with. Um, but for the most part, I'd, I'd say there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's, it's just, it teaches them boundaries and teaches them to have boundaries later in life.
2: Mm-hmm. So, but you are still the parent. Definitely. So
1: kids forget that sometimes, you know, they do. <laughs> um, so one last question. Uh, so I'm 17. When I turn 18, my boyfriend, who I haven't met yet, wants me God. to move in with him. <laughs> However, <laughs> he lives nine hours by plane trip away from me. If I oh. don't go, if I don't go, he says he'll leave me. What should I do? <laughs>
2: um,
0: yeah. Um, how you getting there? Because <laughs> I'm not going to help you.
2: Because
0: <laughs> my answer would be no, you cannot get that. That makes no sense. Let him leave. The girl, boy, whatever—they're not even here. So, what? What are they really leaving? Um, yeah, no. Like, I—I mean, obviously, once they turn eighteen, you have no legal obligation. You you are no legal rights. They can do whatever they want. Right. But I would try to convince them not to. Yeah. Um, my son met a girl online playing gaming, and when he was eighteen, and he was eighteen before he graduated high school, he wanted me to pay his graduation trip. He wanted me to pay for him to go see her in the Philippines. Wow. Um, no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you want a computer?
2: <laughs> you
0: gave me computer. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he was not go. going to
0: the Philippines.
2: Wow.
0: And yeah. then he 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 got over it real quick. Um but so I've actually experienced that. He was only gonna go for a few weeks, but no.
2: Yeah.
0: Not under no. my thumb. You can move out and do what you want and then and then go, but nope, not as long as you're living here. That it's made the- no sense to me.
1: Stipulations, yes, yeah, stipulations here. Oh all right, so that's all for the questions here. But I do have one last question for you because I'm really respectful of your time here. Um and I ask this for everybody I, I interview. So if you could go back in time and tell your past self, you no know, past self could be five years, ten years, fifteen years, what have you. If you can go back in time and tell your past self just one thing, knowing what you know now, uh, what would you tell yourself?
0: Mm, can I be honest? Um, I love my children dearly, but if I would have known how hard it was to raise children, I would have gotten dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, get a dog. Do not lay down with that man.
2: <laughs>
0: and that's that's I love them. I have grandchildren, but those are so much easier.
2: Yeah. Because
0: you never stop being a parent. You know, even though my children are grown, I'm still a parent. My son just moved back home with me yesterday. So, you know, and I, and I got my daughter who will probably always be with me. Yeah. So Tanya time, Tanya really has never had Tanya time. I just squeeze it in wherever I can. Yeah. And I don't think I ever will have Tanya time.
1: Hopefully Tanya time will stay with uh, the karaoke. Karaoke and Tanya time seem to blend together, right?
0: That's probably why I'm doing it. So I I really get some Tanya time (laughs) 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 and I keep my sanity.
1: (laughs) Oh man. That's the best answer yet. Get dogs <laughs> It was uh.
2: honest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're all about Dog, here.
2: Do you hear me? Do you get dogs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want to thank you so much for listening to the Single Parent Conflict Podcast. We hope that you found our conversation useful and informative. Now, if you are a parent or know someone who is a parent, please consider subscribing and leaving us a review to help us reach more people like you. Now. We know that being a parent can sometimes be difficult, but we hope that by sharing our stories and experiences, we can help make things a little easier. So with that being said, I just want to thank you again, and we look forward to hearing from you soon.